many times I think of the relationship between faith and the Word of God. And and it is interesting because it is not just that the Word of God, the Word of God generates faith. It is the tool for faith. It is faith food. It is faith capsule. It is what builds faith. So faith cannot come in any other way in God except through his word. Faith cannot come uh, in God cannot come just by a hard desire, you know, to have faith. Even though that's a good thing, but it's not it's no more than having a wonderful um, the latest version of BMW sports car but not having gas in the tank it cannot take us anywhere so the word of god is the gas in the tank for the desire of faith so if we have if we desire that our faith should grow the word has to be the gas in the tank to propel us to help us to go to where we want to go in the word of god so the relationship between faith and the word is like uh, a catal- the one is a catalyst for the other you know the word of god generates faith you know and also faith makes the word to work but it's like the word itself is what generates its own tool you know to make it work um so it's it's just so important to understand to understand these dynamics because it is the these are some of the reasons for the struggles that we often have as children of God, as Christians, who wonder why we we know the word, we have try to apply the word, but it doesn't seem to work for us, yet it works for some other people. Perhaps it is faith in the word that we need to um, grow in our faith and in revelation and understanding, you know, and the more uh, we grow in revelation, the more um, faith is generated in us. And these are some of the most important things which are also foundational to know. Um, believing and going about what we want to talk about today, believing is part is part of faith. It's a part of faith, but it is not all of it. Okay, I'll give an example. Let's say I have beef and I need to make a beef stew. Beef is a part of the ingredient of a beef stew, but it's not all I need to make a beef stew. You need beef, yes, but it's not all that you need. It's not all that matters. You need tomatoes, you need pepper. You need onions, you need oil, you need water, you need veggies, you need everything that goes together to make a beef stew. Beef alone cannot make a beef stew. So believing alone does not make faith. In fact, the fact that it's a beef stew does not mean beef is the only thing you need like that's that's what i just said believing is part of faith but if believing is the only thing you have 
then faith might still not work just the same way you may have beef and still might not be able to make a beef stew that can sound paradoxical to some people that i thought faith was believing yes faith is believing but believing is not the only thing that makes faith work or that activates faith it is part of faith but it is not all of it you need other ingredients to make faith work you can't bake a, bake a good cake with only some of its ingredients you need all of its ingredients believing may be part of faith but believing alone can't deliver the result now one of the most profound or the most practical places in uh, points in scripture where we find um the recipe for faith or the where we get to have an understanding on where we get to see exemplified how faith works is how Jesus spoke Jesus speaking to his disciples and to definitely everyone of us in the book of Mark 11:23 where he says have faith in God and mark all his all of his words I'm reading Mark 11 from 22 to 23 and Jesus answered and said to them have faith in God for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever whatsoever he saith the first thing jesus said there is whosoever shall say to this mountain now let's let's take, let's pay a little attention to that whosoever shall say to this mountain he didn't say let me let me read that scripture try to reread it the way he didn't say it whosoever shall believe in this mountain unto this mountain will be removed and be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but believe that all those things which he believed shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he believed well let me read it how he says it whosoever shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and would and be thou now this is speaking to something this is talking to something this is addressing something this is a direct direct address to a specific thing be thou that's talking to something Re- remove and be thou cast into the sea and then shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe that those things which he saith the second time that he's talking about saying shall come to pass he 
says it again, he shall have whatsoever he saith. This is so important that if we overlook it, if we miss it, we will keep wondering why our faith doesn't seem to work or why faith doesn't seem to work, why the world doesn't seem to work in our case. And this is so um, important to being not just being zealous in 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 the word or in the faith, but to be skilled, to be to be mature, because zeal is different from skill. Zeal is not the same thing as know-how. So one of the things that's important to understand is understanding how faith works as believers. So we, I, I, I believe, uh, it's, it seems like we have emphasized the believing part of faith more than the speaking part of faith. Generally, we have been more exposed, we've been more um, it's been more, it's been emphasized more as a believing thing, which is part of it, but it's not all of it, like I said. We have associated faith more with believing than speaking. In fact, if most of us are asked to define faith, we will say things like faith is when you believe, you know, when you believe. In fact, most of the time when we use it in our tenses and everyday conversations, we we use the word faith and believe like interchangeably. We use them in the context of believing, which is part of it again, as I reiterate, but it's not all of it. And the problem with missing one ingredient is that we don't get the same taste in a stew or a food, whatever it is that we're in a meal that we're making. We can't miss we can leave out some important ingredients and think that we are going to get the same taste. We cannot leave out some important ingredients and think that we are going to get the same taste. So the Bible does not only define faith as a dominant thought, but also as an utterance, not only as a meditation, but as an expression. Oh, the scripture says, with the heart, man believes unto salvation, but with the mouth, confession is made. Oh, sorry, with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So, faith is not just believing, because that's one major ingredient, but that's not all of it. And the scripture also says the power of life and death lies in the tongue. I have um, references to this scripture. It says the power of life and death lies in the tongue. And, and that's in the book of Proverbs. I think it's in the book of Proverbs um, 28, yeah, 28, 21 power of life and death is the life and death is in the power of the tongue that's how the bible puts it 
so the bible does not only define faith as a dominant thought but as an utterance as a med- uh, not only as a meditation but as an expression so when it comes to faith the mouth is just as important as the heart when it comes to faith. With the heart, man believes. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Now, that salvation is not just the salvation of Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I accept him as my Lord and Savior. It means being delivered or being saved or being rescued from anything. So, take a look at this. If we consider faith as a weapon, then the, the weapon must be acquired, the weapon must be loaded, right? And the, the trigger must be pulled and it must be aimed at something for it to work so at first i need to get myself a weapon i need to know how it works i need to load the, on the cartridges and what the bullets i need to pull the trigger and i need to aim at something for it to work so if my weapon as a hunter is one of those I hang in my living room and I, we, you know, we I show, my, show off to my hunter friends like, oh, this is good. This is the latest weapon. Oh, you can do this, you can do this. But I never actually take it out there for hunting. I will not get what the weapon produces. So here's what I'm saying. When if the faith, if it's a weapon, then when we meditate on the word of God, that's when we are loading up the weapon with rounds of cartridges and bullets. The word of God, the Bible says, faith cometh by the word. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God what's the essence so so let's when we speak and act on the word it's when we are actually okay let me let me not get ahead of myself so when we meditate on the word of God we are arming ourselves when we meditate on the word of God we are loading up our weapons. Jesus said that this word has spoken to you that um, I'm trying, that um, I, that I will be with you, that you will not um, that you may not be found wanting in the day of crisis. Now, and the Bible says, if you're if you fail in the day of adversity, then it means your strength is small. The word of God is what prepares us for adversity. The word of God is our ammunition against the enemy. So 
just like a weapon as we meditate on the word of god we are becoming weaponized against the kingdom of the enemy we are becoming weaponized against the works of the enemy in our lives and then what next happens with the weapon when it's loaded you pull the trigger now when we speak and act on the word is when we are actually pulling the trigger what is the essence of a loaded gun when you won't pull the trigger when we speak and act on the word that's when we are actually pulling the trigger so we acquired the weapon we load the weapon and then getting ready to use the weapon what do we do we have to use the weapon to pull the trigger when we begin to pull the mouth the our mouth is the trigger by which the word of god is released so the word of god does nothing on the pages except it gets in our mouth i said the other day that the the written word is the spoken word in written form the word of god was spoken before it was written and it was written so that it can be spoken the word of god is the written word the logos word is the word of god on its way to our mouth on its way to our heart and it's on its way to our mouth it's a transient form of the spirit of god on the way to our mouth so it doesn't work on the pages it works only in our heart and in our mouth and when we act on it when we pull the trigger so it is the word of god in written it, it is the power of god in a written form that is the word of god that is what the word of god is and except it really gets in our mouth it does not produce the fruit it does not produce the result that it is meant to generate or that it is meant to produce so we can't have the result that it's meant to produce if it doesn't get in our mouth it was written before it was spoken it didn't come out of god's pen it came out of god's mouth and it is so it can get in our mouth jesus christ said the words that i speak to you they are life they are spirit and they are life so the way it works to get our mouth now the way the word of god was produced is the same way that it produces it produces after its own kind we the way we were conceived in our mother's womb and brought to life is the same way we produce too right after our own kind that we produce children that's the same way the word of god works it produces the same way it was produced we have the same spirit of faith we believe therefore we speak now god god created the world by his word and if we're going to use the same word the word of god to create anything it has to get in our mouth 
I think that's already high, uh, very much emphasized. So, yes, what's the sense of load, loading a gun when you won't pull the, pull the trigger? And with a weapon, you aim at something, you don't just fire at everything. That's the third part of this. So, we must acquire the weapon, which means meditating on the word of God and making contact with the word of God. We must speak, which means we must trigger the word. We must aim at something, which means you don't just fire at everything. Jesus says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall have whosoever I said. If a weapon must hit its target, it has to have been directed at the target. You can't fire a weapon in the air and expect it to hit the target that's on the ground. So, what am I saying? Load the weapon, meditate on the word of God. Speak and act on the word. Pull the trigger. Aim at something. Don't just shoot into the air and think you hit the target on the ground. Not just any mountain. Not just every mountain, but this mountain. It says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, this is just to any mountain, or to just every mountain, but to this mountain. So, load your weapon, meditate on the word of God, faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word. Dip yourself in the word of God, and that's how faith comes. Don't, you don't soak a cloak in a bucket. Or you, you don't want to soak a cloak in a bucket by proxy and keep the bucket apart, six feet apart from the clothes, from the cloth. No. And then somehow wishing that the clothes get soaked. You do it by dipping it in water. Faith is a contact spot between your heart and the word of God, which is the word of faith. So for faith to come and for faith to stay, it must, your heart must constantly make, make contact with the word. Like a gas cooker, the gas must stay turned on for the fire to be on. So you turn on the gas and then you light up the lighter and bring it close, it gets turned on. Turn off the gas and the fire will go out immediately. You can't be on fire for the Lord without turning on the word of God daily. Because faith only cometh by the word. And faith stayed. It abided also by the word. So if we stop making contact by the word of God, we cannot be on fire. If we stop making contact with the word of God, we cannot keep the flame burning. If we don't keep stay in contact with the word of God we can't keep the fire going make contact with the word listen to a sermon that bless you before and before just listen to the store them up somewhere and listen over and over or listen to a new one take a scripture and meditate on it we have to prioritize the word of God it has to have a part in our lives, our daily lives. Think of something, if you don't have time for all of that, think of something you learned a while ago that blessed you and refresh your memory 
and see yourself, visualize yourself applying it whenever an occasion demands that you do so. Make contact with the word. Load your weapon. Be armed. The Bible says, therefore, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against all the wiles of the enemy. There is no way you can put on the old armor of God by a distance or in, by proxy. You've got, it's a contact spot. You've got to make contact with the word somehow in our daily lives. We've got to keep the word near. You've got to keep the word in your, in your, on your dashboard somewhere if you have to. If, if, it's, if it's your phone, home screen, whatever it is to keep yourself in the atmosphere of the word of God, it works. Faith cometh only by the word. There is no other way that faith comes by except through the word of God. The word of God is the gas. The word of God is the is the catalyst for faith and when we stop making contact with the word we stop getting carnal we stop we, i'm sorry we start getting carnal when we stop making contact with the word we start feeling carnal we start thinking carnal and it doesn't happen all of a sudden it happens little by little we start our mental, our value system starts shifting because we have not been in contact with the world. So it is faith come by hearing and hearing by the word. Romans 10 17. So as I summarize again, because I really want us to just discuss uh these are the things that we've said. Pull the trigger. Speak and act on the word. Align your mouth with your faith. Act on what you profess and what you believe. Stop trying to light the fire and wetting the wood at the same time. Stop believing one thing and professing with another. Oh, the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. It doesn't even say the power of life and death are in, it's in the tongue. That's the way I used to quote it. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue is powerful. And they that love it, they that, meaning that love means appreciation or understanding, that are conscious of it or that acknowledge it. That's what that, the love there is in, in the context of that language, in its original Hebrew meaning. So they that appreciate it, they that understand it, they that acknowledge it, shall eat the fruit thereof. Not they that disrespect it or have contempt for it or disregard it. So, secondly, I said, aim at something. Don't just shoot into the air and think that you hit it. you're going to hit the target that's on the ground. The Bible says, whosoever say to this mountain, be thou removed. He's talking specifically to it. Not just any mountain, not just every mountain, but this mountain. So, primarily, we must 
understand that faith begins where the will of God is known. We cannot have faith outside the will of God. We cannot apply the word of God outside of the will of God. So, in order for us to live the victorious life that Christ has given us, or that God has for us, we must understand that it only happens by faith. But this faith is not just believing and believing harder. We must line up all the ingredients. We must apply the ingredients, the things, the um, all the active properties in order for faith to work. And most especially, <laughs> we must keep the fire burning. And the only way to keep the fire burning is to stay in the word. Thy word, that's what David said, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the word is what lights your path, your path to God's plan and purpose for your life. And that is the only way that the word of God works. And that is the only way that faith comes. And that's the only way that we can please God because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Most, most times when I start feeling discouraged and start feeling very um, discouraged and just keep um, feeling carnal, I know that immediately I know that I have not been making contact with the world or I am not keeping my eyes on Christ. Because, and Boson and I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when we were having a discussion, whatever we are most focused on is the most um, domin dominant factor in our hearts, in our minds. So if we are focused on God, our issues, all the issues we may be going through look smaller because God is magnified. If we focus on those things so much and we are dominated by them, God looks smaller and the problems look bigger than God. The situation looks bigger than him. So my prayer is that we have been inspired today one way or the other that we that it is the air that we breathe that it is david said as the deer pants for the water brooks so my heart longs after you that thirst and that longing and that hunger for the word cannot depart just like god told uh, uh, just like uh, in the Old Testament because the Old Testament is the shadow of the real thing which is the new covenant so we need the shadow shows us the real thing it's a reflection of the real thing in the Old Covenant under the Old Covenant the priests took turns by the altar to make sure that the fire of the altar does not go out so they will take turns to put wood in the fire just to make sure they are fanning the fire, they are fanning the flame and make sure it doesn't go out. Today's believer under the new covenant must also make sure that 
the fire on the altar does not go out. That the fire does, never goes out from the altar. And this altar is now no longer a man-made altar that is made with hands for men. It is the flame of the Spirit of God and the presence of God burning in your life. It cannot be quenched. It, you cannot afford for it that it goes out. And it is only by making contact with the Word and being intentional about it that this can be possible. I pray that this is a blessing to us uh, as it is also to the speaker. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify you. We thank you for making your word available to us through Christ, who himself the word, is the word of God that was made flesh that dwells among, dwelt amongst us. Thank you, Father, because we are in Christ Jesus. Thank you, King of glory, that we are accepted in Christ. And that we are the beloved. Accept, we've been accepted in the beloved. We ask, Lord, that these words that we've heard today will inspire us, Lord, in new directions. And that hunger and a thirst and a passion for your presence, for your word, will um, be reignited in our lives in a whole new dimension. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray.